Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I was joined by Sharon Miller for a long-awaited conversation. We have been meaning to do this podcast for quite some time. Sharon was on Ignite the Radio Show before the pandemic, my goodness, show number 84, and that was in February 2020, so just, just before everything went a bit crazy. And this is a beautiful conversation that I have with Sharon about the fact that everything changes and Sharon really delves into that journey she's been on with her own creation Joyworks that's everything that she does in life and work but she also had was really badly affected by Covid this last couple of years and so had to dig really deep with herself and she shares a lot of those insights with us and about how she got through those really challenging times. Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You're so welcome. It's an absolute privilege, Anne. I've been looking forward to this. Thanks so much for inviting me along. Oh, I'm so (laughs) glad that we're chatting to each other, Sharon. Tell us a bit about you. So, my name's Sharon Miller. I'm founder of Joyworks, and uh, Joyworks was 14 in March. It feels like a second ago, and in some ways it feels like a lifetime ago, and Joyworks is all about getting people out of their comfort zone into fun, laughter and wellness in a really short space of time. And uh, because we've been going so long, we're, and that's the royal me with some <laughs> freelancers, we've been grand over the last 14 years, bringing organisations and individuals across the globe out of their comfort zone, just passionate and, like you, about increasing happiness and reducing stress yes. and, and isolation, you know, uh, combating isolation, especially around, you know, what's happened over the last two years. Exactly, exactly. And Sharon, we have been talking about you coming on this podcast for quite some time, but we <laughs> have, we've never, as, as you know, I don't like to chat about what it is you're going to tell me, you know, for sure in advance anyway. <laughs> But I am so intrigued, Sharon. <laughs> Tell me, what do you know for sure? Oh, oh gosh, Anne, you know, I've thought about this long and hard and I wanted to, you know, really good for publicity to say joy works. I know that for sure. I know that joy works, which I do. However, I think because of what's happened over the last couple of years, I think it's everything changes. Yeah. Nothing stays the same. And actually, when you think about that, it's the same thing as joy works. Everything changes, nothing stays the same, but joy works. We're yeah. all going to die. The sun will come up in the morning at night. Yeah. Uh, the moon will be there. And that helps us with kind of acceptance, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that nothing stays the same forever. It, and, and, you know, why is it that we accept ourselves when we're happy and not at times when we truly need to be our own best friend? I mean, and th- this is our life's work. Everything changes. Nothing stays the same forever. So having an attitude of joy, it's not about being happy all the time. It's it's about cultivating joy wherever we can so that we can feel the feelings and be able to move on when we need it the most. And that helps us with appreciation. It helps us with acceptance. It helps us with so many things to know that everything changes. 
Uh huh, and I, I agree so much, and I think that real notion of when you're in the the bad times, it's good to convince yourself that everything changes. But actually, I think when you're in the good times, it's really important as well to be like, this won't last forever, so I should enjoy it while I'm here. Does that does that resonate with you as well, Sharon? Absolutely, Anne. And I don't know whether you remember, but the first podcast that we did. I was telling you all about my ventures and travelling around the world with my boyfriend and we met late in life and, and you know, my, my true first love. And, That's and, on and, Ignite the Radio Show, actually, Sharon, where you where what? you also shared your songs and everything as well. So that's there as well for anybody oh, to listen to. Such, uh-huh. such a great chat. And I remember you saying to me when I was sharing it, you said to me, well, they're really good memories to hold on to. And I thought it was a weird thing to say. But then, of course, everything changed. And I really held on to those memories. And those memories actually helped me heal. Um, They actually really helped me heal and get better from, you know, what happened to me with, you know, contracting COVID and then getting long COVID for for a long period of time. It, It really... I tapped into those memories and I used them as visualizations and they they helped me enormously. So it was a very wise thing you said, Anne. Oh, there you go, there you go. And you obviously had to hear it. And so see, you've referred to that, that you obviously were the person that I knew that was worse affected probably by COVID because you got yeah. it in the, the really early days, Sharon, but yeah. were yeah. unwell until fairly recently. Um, yes. So see, having that notion of everything changes in those darkest moments, Sharon, did that, has that made that stronger for you? Did that see you through? Yes. Uh, uh, for, a long, for a long while, I didn't think I would ever get back to, you know, where I am today. Uh you know, it was a moment-to-moment making peace with the situation and moment-to-moment making peace with, okay, well, if I'm not able to do what I did before and I'm not able to be that person that I was before, then that has to be all right. We are where we are and that's okay. That's a favourite mantra of mine. It has to be okay because if it's not okay, we can't get better. If we can't accept ourselves where we are, then... We've got no chance, yeah. right? So uh, for a long, long while, I just sat watching the clouds, and many a friend will remind me that I just used to say, "I'm just, I'm just here with the clouds," uh, and it felt like for a very long time that's where I was. I was here with the clouds and the seagulls in my nice wee yellow couch. And there's another thing that changes. That I used to wear black all the time, and yeah. now, I, now I just. I, can I get enough of colour? Because that yellow sofa gave me so much joy when I was able to get out of bed and sit in the sofa. And yeah, very much. Uh, yeah, very, very much so. Um, like, you look back and think that that was the worst awful time, but it there's a lot, a lot of blessings that came out of it. Mm. And, you know, I, somebody said to me the other day there, you know, I said I can't. I don't understand. I don't understand why I would have chosen this for myself. And then, and she said, "Yeah, you human Sharon would have chosen that, but maybe your soul chose yeah. that." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really that was because our soul's a lot wiser, right? And there was stuff that I needed to learn. So all of the stuff that I spouted for fourteen, well, thirteen years at that time. Enjoy works. I really had to religiously practice it yeah. to keep my head above the water 
I really had to work really hard at feeling joyful. Uh-huh. You know, I always used to say joy is a practice, and my goodness, did I, did I learn that? And you said earlier when you were chatting, you talked about how we find it easy to accept ourselves when we're happy. Yes. Did you accept yourself when you were in those dark Oh, moments? I'd love to say yes, Anne. I would love to say, of course I did. Mm. Of course I did. All that, you know, all I've learned of, you mm-hmm. know, over a decade. But no, no. no. Um, there was moments when I did uh, and there was moments when I definitely didn't. And there was a lot of weeping and there was a lot of anger and there was a lot of, you know, why me as a victim's question. Yeah. But I remember with so many, you know, specialists that were, were helping me, I remember saying, why me though? Why me? And why is this happening for so long? Why is this happening? You know, why am I not able to get better? Me of all people should know how to get better. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was doing all of the right things. And actually at the very, very beginning, when I was, because of my voice and because of my mobility and everything, and I was just, my body just said, no, that was it. And for so long, I was on the couch. That actually was a time where I really was at peace with what was happening to me. But then later on, as the months and months went on, that's when I became less accepting because you have that should. I should be better by now. Whereas at the beginning... You know, you think, well, two, three months, that's that you know, that's what people were saying, two, three months, you know, that's okay, you know, I can handle that, I can make peace with that. But the longer it went on, the the harder it was for me to just accept because people expe- expected me to get better. Yeah. You know, there was that expectation of this whole idea, you know, working class, being lazy and you know, my joy works is my baby as well and I, I really didn't I really wanted to get going with that. You know, I made a video every day when I was sick and I was thinking that this video you know I would send out when I was better and it would really help other people and and it did really help me to stay positive and appreciation and and that kind of what what's it here to teach me it really helped me but then I realized gosh this isn't going away (laughs) this is here for a wee while so I stopped making the videos Uh and realized well I I really just have to focus on myself was out off of social media for 17 months and Uh just really just making peace with what happened yeah Uh so do you have you got a notion of what it was here to teach you because you just said that there just now okay yeah well to slow down um that rest you know fatigue makes cowards of us all right to 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 really slow down and rest and to put myself first Mm. to learn to say no that no is a full sentence all of the things that i taught i really learned them in a very deep level yeah and now if I don't build rest into my day I can go backwards so rest has become my best friend kids can teach us so much can't they because when they're knackered they just put their head in the pillow and away they Uh go they don't apologize for needing to rest you know so yeah and also nature I've fallen in love you know I always loved birds but now I I sometimes I feel more a bird than I feel me Uh I just feel such a connection of you know I think that maybe I've got this one wee robin friend that I used to go out I always fed the birds because I wanted 
it's that thing about even when you're in your dire straits, you want to feel that you're needed yeah. and that that you're needed that I guess that's why I was making the videos every day but um, when I was able to get outside and actually feed because feed the birds I was feeding them from my window that was just so joyous and I think that I've got this one wee special robin friend I'm sure it's a hundred different robins (laughs) but but that that gives that gave me so so much joy and quiet just having quiet and peace Yep. gave me so much joy the joy that I get from just sitting normally I would be sitting in my cup of tea my, with my mobile phone on maybe the music on you know and now just silence is just I just love it I just just really enjoy silence is golden right yeah definitely and there's something that you said that I just loved because I can really resonate with it and you said I'm just here with the clouds and yes. something I think on the other side of recovery yes. that I feel as if on the other side of my recovery, and this has been a long journey because right after I was physically better, I don't think I got this. It's only in recent years that I've got this, of that yeah. just accepting where I am. Yes. And being yes. like, right, so I can do the best I can do or I can't or yeah. I do something or I don't. And, but either way, it will be fine. I've got a, a much bigger propensity to not stress out about stuff anymore yes is that what that means when you say i'm just here with the clouds is that sort of what you feel when you say that well when all your options are taken away right yeah Yeah. and and also uh, like you and you know i didn't think i was going to make it there was three times when i really thought my number was up Mm -hmm. and i was here in my flat on my own and and I guess it was a bit of that as well, like just that appreciation for like for for actually having made it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, one of the Joy Works meditations that for 14 years, the last meditation that it's a guided meditation that I do. And it's like rising your body, rising up out of a garden and you're sitting in a cloud and it's a really nice, happy cloud. And you see everybody from your life and they're on the clouds too. And you're uh-huh. waving and you're, you're smiling and you're remembering all the amazing memories and all of that so maybe there was there was a bit of that as 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 well it just gave me so much peace I'm in a tenement so opposite me is another tenement you know I'm in the west end of Glasgow but if you just look up a few inches there's the seagulls there's the clouds so I get it's freedom freedom and hope right hope that things can get better and and even if nothing changes everything is perfect just exactly as it is yeah uh-huh yeah. and so does that as you now move forward in life because as i say you know i can really reflect listening to you chat that it took me a wee while to get that yes that place where i'm pretty much don't get that phased by much anymore because i've decided that's not a good way to live my life actually it'd be getting phased by stuff so let's not do that Anne. Do you feel more confident about what well, I'm next in life? I honestly congratulate you, and I think that's amazing. And that's there is periods that I'm like that, but I think what's happened. Professor Mihai Chink sent Mihai did thirty years research on happiness, and he yep. said a happy person does one thing every day. I wonder if you can guess what that is. Smile. What? No, no, no. It's actually to do something difficult. Every day to do something challenging every day. 
this, the, the, they have, and you think, well, kids learn all the time. Kids are always learning. As adults, maybe we stop learning, whatever. Yeah. But when I hear, when that, that piece of research for me now, I think, well, what my challenging thing every day is actually just to to choose to be happy, right? Because what's happening with me at the moment is because of the brain and the inflammation of, of you know, the kind of medical side of what happened in this post-viral thing, it means that my amygdala is still on flight or fight a lot of the time. And so wee things that never used to bother me in the slightest can bother me. Sound, a lot of sound can bother me. Noise can bother, bother me. Sudden movement and stuff. Can, and obviously I do a lot of work I do yoga nidra three times a day I, I, I meditate three times a day when I lived in the ashram four and a half hours a day I used to do that and I never thought I would go back to that but because it's it's sustainable in our day you know in, in kind of modern day life but uh, for me that's the way it is so that I can really soothe this nervous system down as much as possible and, and get back to where I was. And that doesn't stop me. I mean, I'm still delivering events and I'm still getting amazing feedback. And But it is all on my terms. It's all, yeah, it's all in my terms. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you feel as if, and I'm, I'm, you've not mentioned this, but just it's occurring to me, like the whole conversation that I have internally and with friends before as well about that, that notion of surrender. Yes, and that you yes, just eventually and what I discovered the last five years about surrender is that it's a ladder that's never got a bottom rung because every time you think you've surrendered as much as you have then there's another that's level right. of surrender I that's am in a place right. where I feel I'm very open to whatever life gives me next but how do you do you feel as if you reached almost the bottom rung of the ladder when it comes to surrender Sharon definitely Aye. definitely I Definitely, and I remember the moment, just as you speak that, you know, I remember the moment when I was, you know, Paolo phoned me and he said, how are you? And I couldn't speak. And he said, phone an ambulance, phone an ambulance now. And I couldn't get the words to phone the ambulance and I couldn't remember the number or anything. And the lady said she would phone me back. And I remember just holding on one side of the bed and put my other hand up in the air and, I'd, you know, my hands up as in, take me. And I said, I'm, I'm ready. I'm mm. ready. Just take me. I've had a great life. Mm. <laughs> so that was a real moment of, okay, this is it. Mm. <laughs> and I felt so peaceful. And I felt, it, I felt like everything was perfect. It, it really was a, a really, it was the bottom of the ladder. And it really was, and that happened another two times. Um, but... You're saying about I welcome all the opportunities ahead of me. I had thought about changing career because my voice, it took a long, long while for my voice to get back. And um, even when I did an event, then I would really have to spend two or three days rest in my voice. And um, a really interesting thing is, you know, my sister and I joked about it because I, I would say, well, maybe I should be a med- maybe I should be a meditation teacher. You, know, my voice was kind of so slow and monotone. Yeah. I'm a great meditation teacher, <laughs> and uh, we had a good laugh about that. But it's all well, you believe this, Anne, and so does all vibration. And the events came in when I was feeling 
top of my game ish the events came in and then when I really needed to rest no events come in it's all vibration and now when I'm starting to feel much more myself it joy works it's just amazing the opportunities that are coming in and I really want to speak more about my experience and kind of my early experience with childhood and stuff like that and I, I wanted to when I was really in dire straits, I thought I really want to speak more. And what's happened? I've got I've got keynote I've got a keynote speech and um, another keynote speech on the back of it, and it it went really fantastic. And the guy, I said to the guy, "What was it you liked about the last one?" I'm interested. And he said it was because you told your story. He really liked that you told your story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd always kept that out on Joyworks. You know, it was all about joy and love, and you went it you wants to be about the other it wants to be about them not you mm. but I, I really would like you know the opportunities that are coming in are just awesome and I, I'm very excited about where Joyworks is going to go and it, the joy-ins that I did every day before I got sick they they really oh they helped me so much because what happened was my Joyworks community then when they heard what happened to me they started this power of eight thing I don't know whether you've heard of that mm-hmm. Anne. Not too. It's, it's a power of eight. So, oh, who's the lady? Um, can't remember her name, but she set these things up, and it's just gone like wildfire. So, eight people, sets of eight people, meditate and visualize you in good health, and they do it regularly. Mm-hmm. And so they did that. The JoyWorks community did that every Monday night for me for mm-hmm. months. Wow. They did it. Mm-hmm. I was that was life changing for me actually, and you know people say you know JoyWorks events are life changing, and you know one lady even after thirty minutes in Liverpool said she was life changing for her, and I always said, oh well, JoyWorks really hasn't been life changing for me, but the way that the JoyWorks community rallied together and did Beautiful. that, meditated for me every Monday night, setting that intention for health and wellness, that was that was just phenomenal. Wonderful. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing all your beautiful wisdom and story with us. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anne. Uh, And I'm not sure whether we stayed on the subject, everything changes. (laughs) (laughs) But it was perfect nonetheless. It was perfect all all the same, all the less, absolutely. And I wanted just to finish with a, a lovely wee quote, which kind of sums that up. And it's you'll probably know a man, Cal Gabriel. Yeah. And and, uh, I I just love, he says, when you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again into your heart and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Everything changes. The sorrows about joy and the joys about sorrows. Pema, Pema Children says it's all joy. It's all joy. Oh, thank you so much, Sharon. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Thanks very much. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching Anne Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching 
Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.